Praise the name of the Lord. Um, we thank God for his kindness towards us, for his, his mercy and, and his grace. Um, today we are starting a totally um, new series. Um, when we do a character study in the Bible, when we do character studies, you know, we usually will study um, about men, about great men. In fact, we study about, about the bad boys of God, the Davids of this world, the, the Samson's of this world, and, and, and we learn hugely from them, and, and there is a lot to learn from them. And, but it occurred to us that we usually don't study the women enough, you know, even though there's a lot to learn from there also. So we'll be... Um, Starting a new series where we'll be looking at the, um, <laughs> how did we call it again? <laughs> Biblical bad babes. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Everyone say Biblical bad babes. Can you see the hidden keys there? Anyway, now, and, and, and there is a lot to learn, so, so much. In fact, this series can go on for like 10 weeks, um, the way I'm looking at it. Um, so we're going to be looking at all that we can learn from the biblical bad babes. From Genesis, all through the Bible, you see... God's daughters struggling with, with, with all sorts of things from Eve to Potiphar's wife to Lot's wife to the woman by the well to Delilah. Remember Delilah? To Rahab. We mentioned Rahab on, on Sunday to Jezebel. I don't remember Jezebel. There's a lot to learn from Jezebel. <laughs> but today we'll be starting with Rahab. Everyone say Rahab. Now, if you are joining us for Try for the very first time, this is, um, this is Bible study, it's a teaching session, so usually we'll have um, a study outline which we've prepared, and if you have the folder, you, at the end of this um, service, you can archive it and slide it in your folder, and before you know it, you have a huge volume of teaching right there. So, you will notice that there are some blank spaces, so as we go on, you will fill in the blanks as we, we get to those um, point. And um, there's a lot of questions to be answered. It's an interactive session, so you can ask questions, and we will ask a lot of questions so that there'll be a lot of back and forth. But um, also, um, on social media, we, we are using the hashtag BBB. So if you are tweeting about this or on Facebook, just put the hashtag BBB. So People can follow the conversation and see how the series um, is unpacking. Rahab was the prostitute of, of Jericho. And she was such an intelligent, you know, person that unfortunately when we see people and the life they find themselves living, we, tend of, we kind of think they are 
they are daft or dumb or, you know, that they are just low life, you know. But Rahab shows us how strategic she was. In fact, our hotel room is on the top of the wall. Every visiting man must go through that place. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Which was what happened to the spies. That was, that was, that was their route in and, and out of, of Jericho. And, and this whole story of Rahab shows us the beauty of God's redemption. The story of Rahab shows us that God can change any story. Shows us that God can change any story. And it teaches us how we can leave behind our shameful past. That's the first um, thing you put in there. Our shameful past and walk forward in grace. Rahab shows us how we can leave behind a shameful past and walk forward in, in grace with a high head lifted up. Everybody here has a story. Everybody here, I'm sure, has a story. It may, it may not be as dramatic as Rahab, but there's, there's a story. And former prostitutes are not the only ones who need God's grace and mercy. We all do. Because we all, have, we all have a story. There's something, if you are born of a woman, there's sin. You are born in sin. So, while former prostitute needs grace, we all need grace. So, don't look at this teaching and say, oh, this is just for the prostitute. No, 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 no. We are all sinners that is in need of God's grace. And as we embrace God's grace, we become saints in his kingdom. So, and let's just lay that down. And we need to understand that we all need grace. And with God, it's not who you wear that matters. Many times, we are so overburdened by the life we used to live, by who we wear. But with God, it's not who we wear that matters. With God, it's who we are becoming. That matters. It's not where we have been with God, it's where we are going. So God is more interested in who you are becoming than who you were. God is more interested in where you are headed, where you are going, than the, the, life, the, the life you have lived. Someone, someone says to me, Oh, oh, Pastor, you know. My sins are just too many. You are just saying I should just confess and Jesus will forgive my sins. And I said, yes. I, said, I, don't, I don't think you, you really understand my sins. Let me explain all my sins to you so that you can really understand. Many times we think that we are the baddest sinners. But Rahab's life shows us that if Rahab can walk into God's grace, we are inexcusable. We have to let go of our past and embrace the future that God has for us. So as you, as you are aware, our teaching is usually broken down into um, um, three sections. Four, really. The introduction, which is what we are done with. Then we have the open. Open, the idea is to 
um, um, ask questions that will kind of open up the discussions, then we go into the study, then we commit, um, which is the final, final part. So, open. The first question there in your outline, do you find yourself judging people, particularly women in the church, who have a colorful testimony? Think of a time when you've judged someone or you have felt this thing of judgment yourself. Now, this is, this is to us. Who, who wants to share? I mean, nobody likes to call themselves hypocrites or judgmental. I mean, but we have some bold people that used to be judgmental and that God has delivered. Praise the name of the Lord. Or in your case, maybe you've witnessed such, um, um, even here, I mean, we've had a question like that. Um, somebody asked, uh, Pastor, how can you allow a woman of low values? Or how did she put, how did the person put this? Easy virtue. Okay, that was what the person said. <laughs> how can you allow a, a woman of easy virtue in your church? And, and I'm like, where should she be? Praise the Lord. So, so who wants to go? How have you, have you, have you, have you out of ignorance, judged anybody in church before? because of their colorful testimony, how did that go? Or have you been um, um, looked down upon, maybe because um, you were sleeveless and people were like, okay, there's a hand there. Okay, fantastic. Tell me. Tell us. Good evening. Um, well, I've been ignorant of this. Um, whenever I go into churches, because I've been into so many churches. <laughs> so when I got there... You're a Nigerian. <laughs> uh, yes. I will be searching for... Just be looking at women, the way they dress, huh. the way they behave. Then I keep <laughs> on judging them. I say, you can imagine. How can this person call herself a Christian? Hmm. Behaving in this way? I don't think... She's not. <laughs> Ignorantly, Pastor. But I've been delivered of this. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you for your boldness. Thank you for your boldness. You know, I mean, how, I mean, imagine you come to church, you are scanning around, you are looking at people, and you are determining whether they are saved. <laughs> how does that work? <laughs> you know, man... Always look at what? The outward appearance. But God looks at the heart. Anybody wants to? Okay. You can sit down. It's okay. Good evening. Good evening. I don't just even look at the appearance. I also scan, and I scan very well. <laughs> I haven't been delivered like she's been delivered. You haven't been? Yes, and I okay. hope I get tonight. Amen. <laughs> when I watch ladies dancing in church during praise worship, and I just say, gosh, where do these girls think they are? Whose attention are they getting? Are they actually dancing for God or they are just dancing to provoke some people, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's for that boldness. That's it. That's, that takes some boldness to say. Now, um, because, you know, one thing church is synonymous with is everybody thinks, everybody's kind of put up a hair of, of being pious and righteous. And for them to stand up and say, I mean, particularly for her to say, look, she has been delivered, I have not been delivered. 
I'm still, <laughs> I'm still wondering what's going on. You know, ah, those dances. Hmm. Now, what I would say is this. They are not dancing for you. You remember the case of David. David was dancing lewdly. I mean, if you, that, the, the, the original, he was, his clothes were off. Imagine a old king. If he had pot belly, you would have been seeing his, his pot belly. Dancing shamelessly. At least that was his wife's description. And, 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 and David says, said, and, and, and the wife says, before those girls, you just want to, just want to, you know, make you fool and seduce one small girls. But David said, no, it's before the Lord. The Lord had made me king in place of your father. And in the face of those girls, I will be honored. In fact, I'm going to marry two of them. <laughs> That's what David said. That's what, I mean, check the Bible. It, 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 it did. Maybe not from that crowd, but <laughs> you know one thing that I've learned which can help you when it comes to God I leave people alone when because you know you, you, it's, it's a personal thing even as a pastor when someone comes to me and says God said I should I back off because I'm not there I wasn't there when God said it's, it's between them and God if they say pastor what do you think about this I will talk. But if you say, Pastor, God said, I keep quiet. So if someone is dancing before God, imagine somebody that has grown up all her life going to nightclubs, comes to Jesus, grateful for the salvation, and is dancing for Jesus. How do you think she would dance? <laughs> the same way. <laughs> and, and, and the truth is that there is no biblical dancing There is none. In fact, David shows us that if we should dance more than the clubs. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Let's clap for Jesus for the liberty to dance more than the clubs. But again, everyone should check his heart or her heart. That's, that's important, you know. But stop being the police of another person's heart. And that will help you. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Romans 3.22 says that we are made right with God. That word right with God means righteous. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone. How many people? For everyone who believes. No matter who we are. Prostitutes. 419, adulterer, everyone who believes. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Since yet, God freely and graciously declares that we are righteous. He did this through Christ. I'm getting... Um, BBB tweets already. 
keep them coming. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Through Christ Jesus, when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. So, a couple of questions to run through here. Where does righteousness come from? Where does righteousness come from? Quickly. Okay, who wants to, who wants to help us? I thought that would be a chorus answer. Um, yes. Praise the Lord. Yes, hallelujah. I think righteousness comes from Christ. Yes, it comes from our faith in Christ. Christ Thank yes. you. Okay, second question. What do we have to do to be forgiven? Somebody else. What do we have to do to be forgiven? From this passage of scripture, what do we have to do to be forgiven? Sir, can you wait for the mic? Believe. Absolutely. We believe. We put our faith in Christ Jesus and be forgiven. Thank you. Who needs God's grace and why? Who needs God's grace and why? From this scripture, and somebody else, from this side, yes, sir. Who needs God's grace and why? Everyone. Everyone, why? Because we are, we are, we are born of For all have sinned. Okay, thank you, sir. How much does this salvation cost us? How much does this right standing and righteousness with God, how much does it cost us? Yes, tell me. It cost us nothing. It cost us nothing. How much did it cost Jesus? Is his life. That's the chorus answer. Thank you. Um, it cost Jesus his life. So now we need to um, drill deeper and um, dive into the study. Our text is from Joshua chapter 2, verse 1 to 21. Joshua 2, 1 to 21. It's on the screen. So just follow along as, as I read. It says, Then Joshua secretly sent out two spies from the Israelite camp at Akakia Grove. Akakia Grove. He instructed them, Scout out the land of the other side of Jordan River, especially around Jericho. So the two men set out and came to the house of the prostitute named Rahab and stayed there that night. But some told the king of Jericho, some Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent orders to Rahab, bring out the men who have come into your house, for they have come here to spy out the whole land. Rahab had hidden the two men, but she replied, yes, the men were here earlier, but I didn't know where they were from. They left the town at dusk as the gates were about to close. I don't know where they went. If you hurry, you can probably catch up with them. Actually, she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them beneath the bundle of flax she, lay, she had laid out. Verse 7. So the king's men went looking for the spies along the road leading to the shallow crossing of the Jordan River. And as soon as the king's men had left, 
the gate of Jericho was shut. Before the spies went to sleep at that night, Rahab went up to the roof to talk with them. I know the Lord has given you this land. I pray your enemies will acknowledge. In fact, they know already. They're just putting up a, a bold face. <clears throat> we are all afraid of you. Everyone in the land is living in terror. For we have heard how the Lord made a dry path for you through the Red Sea when you left Egypt. And we know what you did to Sihon and Og, the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan River, whose people you completely destroyed. No wonder her hearts have melted in fear. No one has the courage to fight after hearing such things. For the Lord your God is the supreme God of the heaven above and the earth below. Now swear to me, strategic woman, now swear to me by the Lord that you will be kind to me and my family since I have helped you. See negotiation. Give me some guarantee that when Jericho is conquered, you will let me live along with my father and my mother and my brothers and sisters and all their families. We offer our own lives as a guarantee for your safety, the men agreed. If you don't betray us, we will keep our promise and be kind to you when the Lord gives us this land. Then since Rahab's house was built into the town's wall, strategic, she let them down by a rope through the window. Escape to the hill country, she told them. Hide there for three days for the men searching for you, for the men searching for you. Then when they have returned, you can go on your way. Before they left, the men told her, we will be bound by the oath we have taken only if you follow these instructions. When we come into the land, you must leave a scarlet rope hanging from the window through which you let us down. And all your family members, your father, mother, brothers, and all your relatives must be here inside the house. If they go out into the street and they are killed, it will not be our fault. But if anyone lays a hand on people inside this house, we will accept the responsibility for their death. If you betray us, however, we are not bound by this oath in any way. I accept your terms, she replied. And she sent them on their way, leaving the scarlet rope hanging from the window. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, we see some serious negotiation going on. The spies also were very, very wise. I mean, I can go on and on on, on that contract, you know, 
I, I think we just finished our series on, 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 um, on agreements and on our God willing service. Now, Rahab rented an apartment inside the wall. And everyone that comes in to Jericho will have a chance of going up in there. Rahab was not dumb by any standards. If you look at even the effrontery and, and, and the, the calculation, you can tell that this is someone that is in the trade chain, most likely because of the circumstances she finds herself, particularly if you look at her heart, immediately went to her immediate family. It's possible that she's the one paying their bills through the trade. Praise the name of the Lord. But when we look at Rahab, The name Rahab in the Bible refers to two things. The first is this lady. The second is the nation of Egypt. So when the Bible talks about Rahab is going to be shattered, it's not talking about this lady. It's talking about the, the nation of Egypt. But the meaning of Rahab is very interesting. Agel Rahab, the meaning of our name, listen to this, comes from the verb Rahab in Hebrew. And it means to be wide and spacious. Rahab means to be what? Wide and spacious. A mouth may be enlarged, rahabbed. My mouth is enlarged over my enemies. First Samuel 2, 1. Anna. A heart may be enlarged, rahab. Psalm 119, verse 32. Isaiah 65. The references are on the screen if you are taking notes. Sometimes troubles can be enlarged, rahabbed. Psalm 25 verse 17. Our steps can be enlarged beneath us so that we don't fall. Psalm 25 verse 17. Meaning to be wide and spacious. And even a whole person can be wide and spacious. Psalm 4 verse 1. But you see, not only, I'm, 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 not, I'm going to talk in a way that only adults can understand. The name of someone is so important. Not only was Rahab, Rahab, Rahab in the Hebrew, not only was she wide and spacious, promiscuously in the wrong place, she was wide and spacious in our heart. Praise the name of the Lord. Well, 
Some of you will get that on Sunday. <laughs> she was white as patience in the wrong place. <clears throat> so, so, what can we learn from Rahab? What can we learn from Rahab? The first question is this. Describe, and this is, we are back to the um, back and forth thing. Describe how God has taken a neutral attribute, deployed negatively, and used the same attributes positively in your life. I mean, or, or in the life that you've observed. In the life of Rahab, her name means wide and spacious. The enemy used it negatively for promiscuity and prostitution. But God used it positively to save our own family. In, 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 in your life, how has something that is totally neutral, that has been used negatively in your life, how has God turned it around and used that same thing positively in your life? Who wants to go? Okay, there's a hand right there. I think the distribution needs to be, um, how many mics do we have? Four. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, what just came to my mind was, um, while growing up, um, I loved music a lot. <laughs> so I was, um, I was still young, but I had learned all the songs on the radio, all the moves. The as raps, much as everything. <laughs> you know, so um, when, uh, you know, I, an auntie came to stay with us and she was preaching, preaching, I was just thinking about, so what will I do about this, my singing and dancing and all this, our disco? Is it I'm not <laughs> going to, you know? So, but I thank God, you know, having given my life to Christ and uh, I, as long as I can remember, I've been singing for God. So, Amen. Awesome. <laughs> As the classic way of God using something that is neutral, that the enemy wanted to hijack for evil, and God is using it for good. Anybody else? Is that your hand? Okay. Is your hand there? Um, you, you know, what I think is this. Roland, I think someone should stand here. You know, so, yeah. Okay, praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, back in the day, I've always been someone who likes fighting for people, even if it's not my business. If I, if I see someone, if someone hurts someone from afar, it will annoy me so much that I, I would do a, a, every, anything I can to deal with the other person. But right now, I've seen myself interceding for people. In I don't prayer department know. as an yes. intercessor, fighting for other people. <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay. Anybody else? How has described how God has taken a neutral thing like in the case of Rahab, and um, that has been deployed negatively and has used the same thing positively. Anybody else? One more, then we go to the next question. Okay, there's a hand at the back, right at the back. Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. For me, it was writing. I used to write when I get really upset. And that way, I will never forget. And that means uh, forgiving the person is impossible. <laughs> but 
coming to God, he has taken that writing and he has transformed it for his glory. Amen. Um, yeah, she does a lot of writing and ghost writing mostly for, for church. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, second question. Let someone please read Romans 10, 10. As you are aware, our default translation is New Living Translation. If you are reading from another translation, it's fine, but let us know the translation you are reading from. But our default translation is NLT, um, which, and we encourage you to read from the NLT um, so that we are on the same page. So Romans 10, 10. Um, someone should read Romans 10, 10 for us. Anybody? Okay. Romans 10, 10. Praise the Lord. For it, is, for it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it's by opening, openly declaring your faith that you are saved. Amen. It is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it's by openly confessing that you are saved. Can you put up that um, our text again? Put up verse 11 of Joshua 2, verse 11. Okay, it says, it says, no wonder our hearts have melted in fear. No one has the courage to fight after hearing such things. For the Lord your God is the supreme God of the heaven and the earth. He's not reading. Are we on the same page? Can you change it? Can you move to the next slide? Okay, I think I read my Bible. <coughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, heavens above and earth and the earth below. So the question is this. Rehab's acknowledgement of the Almighty God is recorded in Joshua 2.11. How is Rehab's bold declaration of belief similar to the simple steps in Romans 10.10? 10? That's pretty straightforward. Can someone just help us with that? How is Rahab's declaration Yeah, who wants to go? How does it How is this similar to the simple steps I outlined in um, Romans 10:10 10, 10 on how to be saved? 
You can raise your hand if you want to answer that. Okay. There's a hand there. Okay, there's a little boy. Give the mic to his dad. <laughs> the guy is volunteering for his dad. Give the mic. Your boy is raising his hand. Okay, who wants to help us? Who wants to help us? It's obvious. How does it? Yeah. Okay. Um, it, it's obvious um, Rehab spoke um, from the multitude, from out of the abundance of her heart. Okay. Uh, because we really can't see into her heart. But it was obvious that the confessions that came out of her mouth or her lips were in tandem with the believes in her heart. So she believed unto God and she made confessions unto salvation. Amen. So, I mean, so by, by, our, by the New Testament standard, Rahab was saved. She, she believed in her heart and she confessed out. She made a bold and open confession. Next question, number three. I mean, let someone read Hebrews 11, 35, 31, and the same person read James 2, 25, and we take the question. Hebrews 11, 31. Someone that has not um, spoken. Okay, there's a hand right there. Hebrews, by faith, the prostitute we have, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with can, those who were... Can you read again? Okay. By faith, the prostitute... Rehab, because she was because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. Amen. James, two twenty-five. By faith, the prostitute Rehab was not killed. That's the New Testament. Um, In the same way, was not even Rehab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to despise and sent them off in a different direction. Amen. The point is this. Even in the New Testament, Rahab is still known by her old job title. Her old job description. <laughs> you, know, you know, and this woman has gone ahead to live a, a, a decent life. To, she, got, she got married. She, she He's even the lineage of Jesus Christ. But the Old Testament still describes her as Rahab the prostitute. Even though Jesus had healed Bartimaeus, till today we still call him blind Bartimaeus. Even though God had changed the name of Jacob to Israel, you will still read in the scriptures Israel and Jacob being used interchangeably. Some, I see some people just don't want to let you go. They don't want you to forget. Why? The question is, why does this happen? Who can help us? Why does this happen? That's the first question. And the second question is, what name might you have been called because of your past? By people? Or by the accuser. Maybe people are not calling you. Maybe when you close your eyes to pray, the accuser say, Thief, Barao. What name? 
But let's, let's, let's take the first question. Why does this happen? Who can help us? Why does this happen? Hmm, yes. Let's take the, the lady that has not spoken yet. Then, um. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, a person's path has a permanent path to play in her. Oh, you were in church on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Let's clap. Let's <laughs> clap now. I know you are writing. Your, your hands are busy. I know. But clap for Now, you know, basically, every, we, we said on Sunday that every step you take becomes a permanent part of the story of your life, even after you are forgiven. Every step you take. I mean, it's, 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 it's scary. And it, it also shows how serious our lives are and, and the world is. In fact, we explained on Sunday that reading the Bible, sometimes I say to God, that, ah, God, Abraham is your friend. Why don't you remove the fact that he lied? Why don't you remove the fact that he slept with his house girl? So that you make the guy look good a little bit. But God doesn't seem to be interested in that. David, God called him a man after my heart. But God still put there that he slept with Bathsheba. And he killed her husband. I mean, I'm like, God, why don't you, why are you tarnishing this guy's image? I pray that you find deliverance in this. In being able to say, whereas I was blind, but now I can see. I hope you find deliverance and stop running from the fact that you used to be a thief or used to be a foreigner or used to be a prostitute or used to be an adulterer or used to be a fornicator and stop hiding and recognize that it's a part of the story. But it doesn't define you anymore. Praise the name of the Lord. It doesn't define you anymore. And you can stand boldly and say, whereas I was blind, but now, I can't say. Amen. So what name might you have been called because of your past? By people or maybe the enemy, the accuser? Who wants to, who is bold? Everybody, God's favorite house is filled with bold people. Yes, sir. Tell us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I remember when I was in Crossover State and then I was, I was a cap man, so, but I've left the job. I'm no longer doing it. So, but you, you were what, sir? I was a cab man. Cab. Taxi driver. Taxi there. driver. Okay. Yeah. So, but now, well, some of the people that I know me, when they see me, they say, hello, how is your Taizy? <laughs> <laughs> some people even call me, please, can you come and pick me up? I'm so sorry. In Lagos. Don't worry, don't worry. You, you, <laughs> once a cabman, always a cabman. <laughs> Even if you build your house, which you are going to build in Jesus' name, and you have your cars, which you are going to have in Jesus' name, they will still call you for your ride. That's how we are, human beings. Yes, okay. Oh, okay, hands are flying. Okay, you have the mic already. Let's have Praise it. The Lord. Wait, ma. Yes, tell us. I came out from a Muslim background. Okay. So... They still look me, look at me outside as even some people. If I didn't tell them their name, they would say you are a Muslim yeah. because of my look. So until I tell them I'm poor, so You're poor. I'm no more a Christian. That's see? your that's your change of name. <laughs> <Yeah>. Amen. <laughs> God saved. You used to be a Muslim. 
Oh, it's following Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, yes, ma. Then. Yes, then, back then, sir, uh. um, because of the problem I was having then, yeah. I, I became a drunkard. Huh. Yes, I drink and drunk. When I go to parties, I'm dead drunk. You know, when I now gave my life to Christ, myself and some of my friends, when we met in an occasion, they would say, say, serve hard drink, serve hard drink. I said, no, serve hard drink. Serve hard drink, okay. <laughs> I said, no, I don't take all these things any longer. Amen. They would say, you don't look powerful. I don't take it. <laughs> the things I used to do. I do them no more. The places I used to go, club. The dresses I used to wear, mini. I wear them no more. There's a great change since I'm born again. Yeah, there's a hand right there in front. Praise God. Hallelujah. Back in the day, my primary and my secondary school, yeah. I used to be a fighter. A fighter? One, yeah. Ah, ah, as gentle as you look. <laughs> so, sometime, uh, four months ago, I met a classmate of mine. She said, wow, Chinoye, how far? You still like this? Do you still fight again? I used to be a fighter. I said, no, 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 I'm born again now. You're born again now. <laughs> Praise God. Okay. Um, was there one more hand? There we go. Nobody from the choir, they were born saints. <laughs> okay, question number, okay. Is there a hand at the back? Let's just take one more, then we'll go on. Quickly. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, um, before, I used to kind of gamble. Gamble? Yeah. Or kind of gamble? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Which of the okay. two? Okay. Um, <laughs> I played PlayStation 2. Okay. Yes. I'm well known with it, though. in anyway. But suddenly, I stopped playing a game totally. So whenever some guys see me, they're just like, ah, sharp man. Where do? And I say, I better go. I don't know. Okay. Sharp man. So you're not a sharp man anymore in that, in that regard. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay. okay. Fantastic. Question number... Four. Okay, I'll just quickly read Joshua 2, 18 and 21. Just stay with me. It says, um, when we come into the land, you must leave the scarlet rope hanging from the window through which you let us down. And all your family members, your father, mother, brothers, and all your relatives must be inside the house. If you go out into the street, and are killed, it will not be our fault. But anyone who lays his hand on the people, anyone, if anyone lays a hand on the people inside the house, we will accept the responsibility for their death. Verse 21, Rahab responded, I accept your terms, she replied. And she sent them on their way, leaving the scarlet rope hanging from the window. Now, the Hebrew word tikvah, tik, tikvah is translated cord or thread. 
Elsewhere in the Old Testament, this same word, tikvah, is translated hope. So when she was leaving the scarlet thread and tying it by the window, that scarlet thread represented a hope, a hope of deliverance, a hope of salvation. And everywhere else in the Old Testament, it wasn't, it, they stopped translating it scarf or thread. Everywhere you see that word, tikvah, you will see the word hope. So the question is, what is your tikvah? You, 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 I, I'm, not, I'm not expecting a response. I just need to, I need to think about that. What is your tikvah? Think about your, your, your academics. What's your tikvah? What's your tikvah? What is your hope? What are you banking on? Think about your finances. What's your tikvah? What are you banking on? Some people are banking on a fat bank account. Really? A fat bank account? That's your tikvah? That's your scarlet rope? Think about your health. What's your tikvah? A lot of people are banking on, on uh, agbo. You know what they call agbo? Agbo is traditional vitamins. <laughs> Some people are buy, banking on the doctors. There's nothing wrong with the doctors. But what is your hope for your for he- healthy living? What's your tikvah? What's your hope for your marriage? What's, what's your tikvah in your marriage? So people are banking on the fact that their husband loves them or their wife loves them. Really? Really? That's your hope? I look at myself and say, Pastor, shouldn't that be my hope? <laughs> no. Your spouse, you know this work. I've been pastoring for 10 years this year, Right? I've seen husbands that love their wives to beats and still commit adultery. And she says, oh boy, can you say he loves me? And I show her, madam, the man loves you very much. How can a man's love for you be your hope for keeping your marriage? That's, that's like being in your, ha- your house on sand. Should he love you? Yes. Should you love your Husband, yes. But that cannot be your hope. Some of us are banking on our looks. You're you're a handsome man, you're a beautiful lady. You think you can just walk into any place and get a job as your thick ver. It's frail to bank on. Not even our skills and talents. So what should be our tikvah? What should we bank on? What should be our scarlet thread? What should we bank on? Matthew 12, 21 says, And his name will be the tikvah, the hope of all the world. His name will be the what? The hope of all the world. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are... I think we should give God a big clap. I know you are writing. There's pen in your hand and there's paper in your hand. But it deserves the applause. Praise the name of the Lord. It is. Exodus 12, 13 says, 
But the blood shall be a token from the KJV upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. The blood on your doorposts will serve as a sign, as, tick, as a tikvah, as a sign, marking the houses where you are staying. When I see the blood, I will pass over you and the plague of death will not touch you when I strike the land of Egypt. So the, the blood for us in the New Testament, the blood of Jesus is our hope of covering, of deliverance, of salvation, of protection. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. That's our tikvah. The name of the Lord, the blood of the Lord is our tikvah. And the Lord himself, the Lord himself, Psalm 71 verse 5, says, Oh Lord, you alone are my tikvah. You alone are my tikvah. You alone are my hope. You alone are my scarlet trade. You alone, you alone, I have trusted in you, oh Lord, from my, from my childhood. From my childhood. I want you to Rearrange your hope. Some of us, we are trusting in some person to help us. God says in Jeremiah 17, that cost is he that put his trust in man. No man should be your trust or should be your, your hope, should be your tikva. Some of us, we are looking abroad. But our help is from above. Our help is from above, not from abroad. Praise the name of the Lord. And, and it's so important. It's, it's so important. You need to reorientate yourself. Think about your, all the areas of your life. Where is my tikvah? My finances, where is my tikvah? If your tikvah is in your bank account, I'm sorry for you. Change it. It should be in the Lord. It should be in the blood. It should be in his name. In your health, in your marriages, concerning your children, in every area, the hope is in the Lord. Question number five. Obedience is a choice. How did Rahab choose to obey? Quickly, that's pretty straightforward. Obedience is a choice. How did Rahab choose to obey? Is that hand up? How did he choose to obey? Anyone in the choir? <laughs> How did they have choose to obey? Somebody else has not spoken. Um, please. I know, I know your hands are up, but I want someone that has not spoken. How did they have choose to obey? Yes, there's a hand right at the corner. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. At that time, I, um, it looks like uh, it was obvious that um, Rahab was new to God. He had just met with God. That was why I was saying we know, I mean, the, what she said earlier on. Um, so at that point, the immediate contact she had was more like through the people of God that she was seeing, which was more like the servants of God. So at that time, she chose to obey the, the men of God, in quotes, in our lives. So okay. that, that's what I was Absolutely. Saying. Okay, that's, that's correct. And, and what they, 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 um, they spelled out to her, that's 
um, correct. Question number six. We all will have to choose whom to obey at some point. Everybody. We have to choose whom to obey at one point, some point. What was the result of Rahab's, Rahab obeying God instead of our earthly king? Our earthly king says, the spies are there. He had, she chose to align with God. When you read that scripture, did you think Rahab was lying? <laughs> you see? You thought, oh, is God encouraging lies? Even though you didn't say it, you were too afraid. I'm just helping you verbalize it. <laughs> so, who wants to help us with that um, question? Quickly. Yes, there's a hand right behind you. Someone has not spoken first. Um, thank you. She and her, her entire household were saved from death. She and her entire household were saved from death. From that, is, that is very correct. That, that is so, so um, correct. So, um, again, let me just say this. We need to, at every time, at different times, we have to choose who we are going to fear. We have to choose who we are going to align with. We have to choose who we are going to obey. Are we going to obey God? Are we going to obey man? You know, every time, I, I see this play out, you know, Every day. Are we going to obey God? Are we going to obey man? Are we going to obey popular opinion? Everybody say, oh, he thinks that this is fantastic. But God says it's not. Where are we going to align? Rahab shows us that it pays to align with God. It may be uncomfortable. You may appear that you are not even helping your nation. But Rahab shows us that it pays to align with God. You know, um, the, the young man that said he was a Muslim, he was sharing his testimony at some point that his father almost disowned him and says that you have to obey me. Even the Bible says you should honor your father and your mother. You know? And the truth is that God can, we cannot honor man and dishonor God. We must always choose to honor God even if it means dishonoring man. Do I get an amen? amen? Next question. Of Rahab's many good qualities, which one impresses you the most and why? Yes. Is the hand right there? Um. When the spies were at hers, she could have given them up and gotten gold or silver or a reward from the king. king. Absolutely. But she thought about the future. She thought Absolutely. about it like, ah, these people are coming. Let me secure myself. So you guys, what's up? The plan is my family, <laughs> me, what's up? So let's, let's do this. So it, it's very impressive that she didn't think of now. She mm. thought about the future. Absolutely. 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 I think that is fantastic. Yeah. She, sorry, she could have gotten a, nat a national honor. Member of the Order of, of Niger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, praise God. Hallelujah. Um, I, I think she was brave and courageous. A courage. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, it was brave for her to... I know she has an open heart, so 
prostitutes, <laughs> all kinds of people come into, you know, and her home was really yeah. strategic. But she, she had a, a choice. So for me, sometimes for us to do the right things, you know, you have to be brave. You have to be brave. That's just how it is. If you have to do the right things, you have to be brave. You have to I be mean, brave. If you can't, and, and God rewards it. But you have to be brave. If you, if you are going to do the right thing, you have to be brave. You know? Thank you. Any other yeah. quality? Oh. Or you want to tell us another yeah. one? Yeah, and then for, for the courage for her to ask for her family and everything, that was really, really courageous. Because sometimes okay. you, don't, you are not even sure. They are just giving you the word. Even though there was no physical Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. We are going to come back. Absolutely. And we are going to save you. Absolutely. She didn't even know if, you know. Awesome. Okay. Um, somebody, somebody else. That's fantastic. Somebody else have not spoken. Yes, sir. Yeah, I would recommend her for her foresight. I think she had a foresight. Foresight. Okay. Yeah, that the, the nation which she belongs is coming to an end. And she had a plan laid down for herself already. Straight which up. Which was what saved her. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Um... Okay, yeah, there's someone right there. And Biso, our favorite tribe personality. Yes. Good evening, church. Good evening. I like the fact that she was on top of her game. And I used that phrase in, <laughs> in the fact that she knew what was happening. She was in the middle of the mix. She, right. she knew that there was a God out there. She knew what right. was happening. Taking his people through the Red Sea. She knew. And that was what... It was amazing that she hadn't come in contact with God, and yet she could believe in such a God. Absolutely. She was abreast of issues. I mean, she was reading a newspaper. She was, she was on Twitter. She, was, she had Facebook hooked up. You know. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. Um, I like the fact that she was strategic. Um, she, she planned it all. She saw the end. She saw the beginning, and she, you know, she... Absolutely. She, really, yeah, she was in tune. Um, Absolutely. So I'd like to just clarify the lie, you know, the fact that she said that they were not there. <laughs> Can we just uh, talk a bit about it? Um, because it was actually a lie, right? <clears throat> they were there. So, okay, that's a good, that's a good one. Remind me at the end. Adasa, remind me at the end, talk about it, because I, I want to go quickly. Okay, fine. So we, we, we've taken that. There's one more thing I want to, I want to point out about, about um, Ray, Rahab that is so powerful, and that we mentioned it, I mean, I mean, in passing, and touched on it at different points, and it's the fact that she's, she's, so, she's so, that's her name. She's so open and wide in the right place, in our hearts. God shot the one on the wrong place, and she got open and wide. Why are you laughing? And she got open and wide in her heart, in the right place. Listen to what she said. My father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, and all their families. Now, think about it. How big can a prostitute apartment be? A prostitute apartment usually... The parlor is the bedroom, and there's the toilet, and, and that parlor is where all the things go down, right? Just a room in the wall. She would have stuffed everybody inside that place. So you see, God obviously saw her heart, and 
God arranged that she would be saved. God knew that she shouldn't be prostituting to feed her family. But God brought a better way so that she can feed her family. But her heart is totally, totally commendable. Next question. Joshua 6.25 and Matthew 1, 1 to 5. Um, let somebody read Joshua 6.25 and I'll read Matthew 1, 1 to 5. If you have the mic, you can read Joshua 6.25. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, please. Joshua 6.25 So Joshua spared Rahab, the prostitute, and her relatives who were with her in the house because she had hidden the spies Joshua sent to Jericho and she lives among the Israelites till, till this day. To the day of the writing. Awesome. Now that is Joshua... Um, 625, Matthew 1, 1 to 5 says, this is the record of the ancestors of Jesus, the Messiah. Ancestors of who? Jesus, the Messiah, a descendant of David and of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac. Isaac was the father of Jacob. Jacob was the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah was the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. Now, let me pause there. Everywhere you are reading a, a, um, um, genealogy, and they always talk about the men. Every time they pause and they put in brackets, whose mother was this? There's a story behind her mother. Tamar was... Don't let's even start that one. So Let's just continue for time. Perez was the father of Ezron. Ezron was the father of Ram. Ram was the father of Aminadab. Aminadab was the father of Nashon. Nashon was the father of Salmon. Salmon was the father of Boaz, whose mother was... Boaz was the father of Obed, whose mother was... Drama. Obed was the father of Jesse, verse 6, and Jesse was the father of King David. So who was David's great-grandmother? The same Rahab. Don't let anybody write you off. Nobody can write you off. Praise the name of the Lord. No. The story is not over. The story is not over. The story is not over. Things are going to change for your good in the name of Jesus. So what's the happy ending of the story of this former biblical babe. The happy ending is obvious. <laughs> she became the mother of, the great-grandmother of David. She was in the lineage of, of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Awesome. Final question, what's the most important lesson you have learned from the ultimate redemptive story of Rahab the harlot? Is this. There's no... It doesn't matter how bad your life is or has been. It doesn't matter how dirty people say you are or you are actually. You actually are. God can save you. 
God can change your story. God can make your story so great that <laughs> you are in the lineage of Jesus. How honored can you be? That is the greatest lesson, the most important lesson from this. So Rahab is remembered not for her harlotry, but for her bravery. Rahab is remembered not for her pleasuring men. You can put pleasure in there. But for her pleasing God. She was notorious for pleasuring men. But today, in eternity, she's, she's remembered not for her pleasuring men, but for her pleasing God. And as we commit today, Joshua puts it before God's people, including Rahab, in Joshua 24, verse 23. And he's putting it before us also today. He says, all right then, Joshua said, destroy the idols. Everyone say, destroy the idols. Destroy the idols among you and turn your hearts to the Lord. The God of Israel, the people said to Joshua, we will serve the Lord our God. We will obey him alone. So our commitment is this fourfold. I will destroy all my idols. Write it there. I will. You can say, Pastor, I don't have idols now. Materialism, idol. Need for control, idol. People pleasing, idol. Trying to hook up, always keeping up with the Joneses, idol. Bad habits, idol. Anything that is trying to take the place of God in your heart, idol. I will destroy every idol. First commitment. Second commitment, I will turn my heart to the Lord. Write it down. I will turn my heart to the Lord. I will turn my heart to the Lord. Third commitment, I will serve the Lord my God. I will serve the Lord my God. I will serve the Lord my God. It's so important that you write this thing with your hands. It's so powerful. You are making a statement. That's what leads to life change. Fourth commitment, I will obey him alone. I will obey him alone. So, um, Bissot's question. How do we reconcile the woman lying? Is God permitting lies? <laughs> the answer is this. Ah, how do I put it? So that even a child will understand. It's not complex at all. Let me give you an illustration. 
a family went out to visit. Maybe they went to the village. And they were kidnappers sent particularly to kidnap, let's say, your father. And your father at that point in time is hiding under the bed. And the kidnappers were about to go. And they got to the door. And they saw you. And they said, asked you, tell we are kidnappers. We are here to kidnap your dad. Where is he? Where is he? You, you tell me, where is he? No, Biso, can you give Biso the mic? <laughs> quickly, 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 give her the mic. Ah, uh-uh, you've retired the mics? What's the rush? Jog now, jog. Lose, lose this belly fat, silly too. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, so where's daddy? Well, it's hard to imagine, but... Um, you mean what? I said it's hard to imagine. It's hard to imagine. Okay, yeah. sorry. Oh, you still have a father, that's why. Some of us, we don't have fathers anymore. It's easy to joke with those kind of things. <laughs> because we know it can never happen again. Sorry, but... Tell, tell me. Well, yeah. I probably will say he's not around. I probably. Probably. Yes. But it's hard to imagine. Almost probably. I, I well, it's hard to imagine. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's, it's, listen, 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 listen. You should understand. Oh, I'm so sorry for interrupting, yeah. sir. What yeah. if I say I don't know? Uh, but you know he's under the bed. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, this, this are, it, 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 you see, the, the, I, I don't even see a conflict here because these are evil people. I don't, I'm not accountable to them. I don't hold them any truth. Where's daddy? I don't even have a daddy. Someone is saying here that she would be diplomatic, you know, so not lie, not tell the truth, you know, you know, diplomacy. <laughs> oh, Rishi, Rishi. <laughs> As a hand there. <sighs> I have um, an alternative view. Go ahead. In the absence of law, there is no sin. God had revealed his laws to the children of Israel. At that point, he hadn't spoken to these other people. So Rahab was outside that covenant as far as I'm concerned. So because there was no law binding, and that's the way I will resolve it. So she did not lie. Okay. <laughs> but, but it's okay. Just, no, no, okay. take the mic, take the mic, take the mic. But take the mic. But, but you know, that's not the contrary view anyway. That is, you are looking at it, you are, you are shedding theological light to it. 
but it still is not balanced, you know, because similar thing happened to Elisha. The, the armies of Syria came and surrounded Elisha, and he sent his servant, you know that story, and he said, God, open the eyes of this servant. And this, the servant saw that um, there were chariots around them, you know, so they that are with us are more than they that are against us. So let's go and meet this army. So they went to meet the army. And Elijah said, Lord, smite them with blindness. So they went to meet the army. And the army says, we are looking for one prophet. It's a very rascally prophet. His name is Elisha. Where is he? They were talking to Elisha. What did Elisha say? Uh, he's not here. <laughs> Let me take you to where he May you not be foolish. When you should be wise, <laughs> in the name of Jesus. So, technically, by law, even the law of God, that's not a lie. It shows us that by the law of God, that's not a lie. But try to wrap their mind around it. How does that work? Elisha doesn't hold them the truth. He doesn't hold them the truth. Did you know that in a war situation, killing is not murder? Did you know that? It's not, it's not murder. In a war situation, God does not see it as murder. It's killed, kill, or be killed. A Amrola comes to your house. He says he wants to rape your daughter. He's come with a knife. And you have a gun. What will you do? Are we empty? The whole round on him. Do you understand what I'm saying? And it will not be murder. They say, oh, but pastor, they, they, David, God says he had a lot of blood because of, it wasn't the blood he killed at war. It was the bloods like bloods of, of Uriah and, uh, you know, people just, you know. You should understand the context. In a war situation, it's kill or be killed, it's not murder. In that situation, Rahab doesn't she chose to align with the people of God. She wasn't obliged. The person that the father was is, in the, is hiding under the bed and the uh, um, kidnappers came does not hold the kidnappers the truth. To say you are diplomatic, you don't even understand the context. You don't hold them the truth. Praise the Lord. Some people are, they are struggling in their mind. Pastor, what are you saying? What I'm saying is simple. Do you want to help us? Okay, give her the mic. What I'm saying is simple. Check the context. If, you, if, it, if it is a matter of life and death, you are facing evil people, take you to the bank, you don't owe them the truth. If you insist that you owe them the truth, go ahead. Praise God. Hallelujah. There's a story in the gospel where Jesus was meant to go to Jerusalem. Okay. 
and his brothers came to him okay. and asked him, are you not going? Okay. They were not really, they didn't mean well. Mm. And he answered them because whenever I get to that point, I, I also think about what we are talking about. And he told them he was not going. But by the time they got there, they saw him preaching it. <laughs> so, I mean, will you say Jesus lied? As in levels. So, I hope you are right. You are right now. You are sorted out. Let's bow down hearts as we bow down heads. Zako Zadu Milele Milele Na Milele Wamahana Fadili Zako Zako Zadu Why did, why did music go on in the background? I don't know, maybe here, or you are struggling with the past. The past that has tried to drain you and drown you. I want you to just release your heart to God, even now. And just receive cleansing and forgiveness from Jesus. Receive cleansing and forgiveness from, from Jesus. By faith, reach out to Him and, and put your faith in Him. Or you may be here, you, you've never given your life to Jesus at any time. Or you used to be born again, but you've backslidden. You, you're you are not saved anymore. You're, as in, you're, you've gone back to the world. You're, you're like, my prostitution has overtaken me. But you're saying, Pastor, today, like Rahab, I want to be bold. I want to take this step. I want to step out. Pray with me. I want to pray with you wherever you are seated. You don't need to come forward. Wherever you are seated. That is me, Pastor. Pray with me. Put up your hand now over your head. God bless you. If I put up your hand, put up your hand well. That is me, Pastor. God bless you. God bless you. There's a hand there. Keep the hand up. Keep the hand up. Just of us, let's pray. Let's talk to God. Let's say, God, God, have mercy upon me. Beginning from today, I will not allow... I will not allow my past to define me. Even though the things I have done wrong have become a permanent part of the story of my life, I will raise my head up on high and walk as I rewrite the new chapters of the story of my life. Father, we thank you pray for everyone in this place. We ask that you cleanse us totally and breathe upon us afresh. Change our lives, my Father, and let your name be glorified. 
Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you.